is the Lifted Life Podcast. We created this show to help you live a lifted life. Welcome to episode 123, The Power of Belief. Now we're bringing in this topic because we need it. And we think that might mean that you could benefit from it too. It's been a tricky week over here at <laughs> Lifted Headquarters. A couple of hardballs thrown our way. And we were kind of going through the content of the week, trying to decide what to talk about. And personally, I found out from analyzing my beliefs that I have fallen into the pattern of believing everything I'm thinking yet again. And that's the thing that I want to explore with you today is that just because we think it doesn't mean it's true. And just because we think it often doesn't mean it has to be a belief for us because a belief is one of the most powerful things I think that we have within our reach. I've heard you give the definition of belief or what you believe that the definition of belief is. Um, can I ask you to do that? But before that, I always think of belief as this concrete thing. Mm -hmm. It's this thing that's been proven. You can't dispute it. You can't change it because you believe it and it's true. Mm -hmm. And I've kind of come to this realization that a belief is true until it's no longer useful or until you found another a more evidence to prove that maybe that belief isn't the full true picture. Or I often think about when people believed the earth was flat and some people still do, but then there was a time when there was more evidence, more clues to say, maybe this thing is a ball and people over time begin to believe that, yeah, actually the earth is not flat. It's round. Yeah. Well, a belief is just a thought you keep thinking. Mm. A thought you practice thinking. A thought you've practiced thinking so much that you no longer actually have to think it. It's been ingrained. Mm -hmm. And yet, if you were to turn to the person next to you and ask them a question about something, they might have a different belief. Mm -hmm. They probably do because our belief is based on our own consciousness our own experiences, our own willingness to examine those experiences and our own consciousness. And so what's true for us and what seems like a solidly true belief may or may not be true to the person next to us. And so back to this idea of believing everything we think, I think that's the number one way to get into a solid funk. <laughs> and I had started to kind of feel a bit funky about business and about life and feeling like things were coming at us from every direction. Mm -hmm. And it's okay to have those thoughts. And I noticed that once I believed them, I didn't feel as good. And I do know for sure that a feeling is an indicator of what I've been thinking. And this was something that I learned really, really well when I was going through my coach training. And occasionally I will spot you in a pattern of thinking mm -hmm. and I can tell he's believing everything he's thinking. Mm -hmm. And that's just not how the mind works. Uh, and I'll call you out on it and I generally can stay on top of it a bit better. I think it's because I went through something like basic training for the mind. Now, I don't know what basic training is like, I must say, but I have a friend who told me about it mm -hmm. and I've seen a couple movies, not very many because I don't even like movies. So full respect to the people who have actually been through it yes. or going through it now. Yes. You're not making that comparison. No, 
However, mm-hmm. I've been told that mm-hmm. what they do there is they build you or they tear you down so they can build you back up the yeah. way they want you or need you. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when I went through my coach training, it was this really rough, raw, real, no, this is not true. You simply are thinking and believing it. This is not a solid, um, can be proven in the court of law. You're saying this like it's a fact, but really it's just a thought. And it was, it was an intense time of a net like analyzing everything that I took as point blank and putting it under this filter of, oh, is that really a fact or is that just what I believe? And it was almost a trippy time. It was trippy because it was like, well, what's real then? Mm-hmm. And and the whole idea that I kind of stepped away from it is, is it really doesn't matter what's actually real. It's what you decide is real and it's what you tell yourself and it's the story you tell. It's what goes on between your two ears all day, every day that matters the most. So it's not like a, this is the truth. This is real. But instead, what is the story I'm telling today? Yeah. And maybe to make it a little more concrete, we had some over coffee, I think on Friday morning, we had some, an email that needed uh, us to address immediately. And we did. And I think I felt like we we did a good job with that, but it didn't go away. Like we still had that feeling of like this thing looming over this thing that happened to us. Mm -hmm. And then, I believe something else happened and we're like, again, and then felt and then like we got those fake emails from Facebook. And then the top of the day off, we got an email saying that three in a row, actually, if you've listened to us, um, in the past that our Facebook ad account got turned off and after three attempts, they are refusing to turn it back on real quick too. That's yep. a really big deal for us because we have built so much of our community on mm-hmm. Facebook and put a lot of our, um, marketing efforts into it not just about the product but also offering inspiration coaching and insight. community and we have a community of people that are looking to us for inspiration and for so you're gonna say it. yes yeah. no i was just gonna say <laughs> i was gonna say something else <laughs> okay that the whole idea of the lifted brand that when i came out with it was the one question of is it scalable mm-hmm. because i had learned my lessons from previous businesses that um making a business that wasn't scalable was one of my biggest mistakes in those early years of entrepreneurship and so is it scalable is the question everything had to fit through and of course facebook fit through that because we knew we could run ads mm-hmm. and put a megaphone on any of our messages any of our product posts that went well any of our videos that started to do well we could put a megaphone on that we could scale it with an ad and so when that was taken away from us from that platform we really had to pivot so, so that was the past evidence of we had that story going yeah then we had the issue we had to deal with on friday and then friday night i think it was uh, yeah, they're all coffee. blurry we were drinking coffee and the email <laughs> came in and then next thing we know it's friday night and we get an email from what it appeared to be Facebook saying they're going to actually delete our uh, page. page, not turn our ads off. They're going to delete everything. There's three emails in a row and they looked real. And we had been living that story of um, all these things are happening to us. And that belief that things are happening to us. These, these bad things are happening and we couldn't see it until finally we both kind of calmed down. And I think you said, um, this is not a Facebook email that sent this. Yeah, the ver- the first yeah. thing I brought my attention to was the Facebook logo looked a little different, a tiny bit, literally tiny, yeah. intuitive, microscopic, something's a little different about this. And then I went back and looked at the two. So if this is a little PSA, public yeah. service announcement, these scammers are getting really, really scammy and mm-hmm. really good. So one tip is to go back to the email address that you get it from um, the, the, the said scammy email and check the two line. It'll say Facebook 
ink or something. But if mm-hmm. you click on it and it see the actual email, it was like webgx at frm2 or something yeah, crazy. which wasn't Facebook. And what they were doing, they were, they were phishing. Mm-hmm. They had built a site that looked like Facebook, trying to get you to log in. So you could, you, I think the email said, if you don't want us to delete your page, log in and say, I don't want you to do this. Yeah. They were trying to get you to give your password up and then they would have had access to your whole, anyway. And I think because I was more vulnerable, like this is coming at me, that. Like yeah. I almost just like, oh, don't do that. You know, don't do this. And So once we realized that, we just deleted the emails. But then I think we kind of did a summary of the day and was like, oh my God. see how these beliefs took us down this path. And we were convinced that Facebook was going to delete our page. Yeah. And so th- I think the yeah. really exciting premise is that we are presenting to ourselves and to you is that we can choose a different belief. Mm-hmm. And that's a very simple statement, a simple line that requires some effort, some willingness, willingness, I almost sound like willy nilly, some willingness, (laughs) shout out to wet willy, (laughs) last week's episode, keep me warm. Hashtag wet willy. Uh, um, So yeah, you can, we can, at any moment that we decide to, we can create a new belief. But I, I found myself believing what I was thinking. Things are not working out for us. Things are going too slow. We have too many hard balls coming at us from various directions. Um, even a thought I had about my passion project, which I haven't expressed what it is yet, but I've been working on this side project. I call it a feeling generator. What that means is I'm not totally sure if it's going to develop into the next business of mine. However, I love the way I feel when I work on it. And so I... Um, work on it and enjoy the feeling that it creates. But every once in a while, I hit some obstacles and I had hit several within that passion project too. And I had this thought of maybe it's all too much work and maybe I shouldn't waste my time with it. That was a thought that popped into my mind. And the tricky thing was I believed it. I believed it because I hadn't properly managed my mind because there were other stressors that had weakened my ability to see that. Um, and I realize now, looking back, I felt heavy or disappointed or frustrated, not because any of these things were happening, but because of the story I was telling about them and what I believed about them, that it shouldn't be happening or that things weren't happening as I thought they should. And, and really, like I said, it kind of takes me back to those mindset boot camp days of, of really putting a flashlight of awareness on the mind and saying, is this true? Is this a fact? Can it be proven in the court of law or is it just a thought? And once you're able to see how many thoughts that we have about things that are neither true nor false or anything, it's just simply a thought. We can set ourselves free and decide what do I want to believe about any topic, whether it's um, the current state of affairs in the world, whether it is about our business or our love life, we can choose to believe something else. And I know what some people are going to say. Isn't that delusional to make up Mm -hmm. a reality about something? Isn't your reality a delusion? (laughs) Your reality is already a delusion. It's based on your experience, Mm -hmm. your consciousness, what you're putting your focus on. Oh, I want to share this. So I was flipping through a book by John Asaroff. I think that's how he asks. Sounds like bad word in there, but I don't think, I don't know how you say his name, but he was in The Secret and he has his own books and his own motivational stuff. And he was talking about how the brain can only handle so much stimuli and input. There's actually so much more going on around it, but it it just can't take it all in. So his example was if you're making $50,000 a year and you are in a room with someone who presents to you a million dollar idea that could create with you a million dollars, sometimes if you are really truly 
identifying as someone who makes $50,000 a year, you will not see, hear, or be willing to entertain the million dollar idea. And this was just one example he gave. It's not my own. Uh, but it basically was identifying how we make up our own stories based on our own experiences and perceptions because the brain only has so much space for that input. And so if you're willing to open up the space for new input, then I think we can see things differently. But until then, and only until then, we will just see them from where we are, not where we want to be. Yeah, I, I think um, like from an energy perspective, it's the same kind of idea that that million dollar idea is a different vibration. And you're at a, at a $50,000 vibration vibration, and they, they're just not the same harmonic. Like you, you just can't conceive or, or take in that idea. It just goes over your head. Mm-hmm. Like, so if you have that belief that you can do that, then you can raise your vibration and be able to receive that idea or understand it because you're thinking in that, those terms. Yeah. I think it's so true. But once we get, we get married to a belief. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of times I think, it's hard to separate a thought from a belief mm-hmm. for me personally. Like I thought it, so it's true. Mm-hmm. And like it's presented in such a compelling way that it has to be true. Like It's not actually your job to separate thoughts and beliefs. It's actually your job to separate thoughts and facts. I know, but I'm saying a lot of times a thought is like, to me is like a fact. Like the reason I thought it was because it was true. Right. But, but then, I'm saying once you can really see that yeah. the true T chart happens between facts and thoughts. So the fact is I've been married for almost 15 years. The fact is I've been in love with you for, I don't know if you can prove love. The fact is I've been Mm. dating or in your presence for nearly Mm. 20 years. These Mm -hmm. are facts. Mm -hmm. And then the story we tell of like, oh, a relationship is better now than it used to be. Or my relationship is worse now than it used to be. Those are not facts. They cannot be proven in the court of law. And so to be able to distinguish between a fact and a thought is the key power. Now Mm -hmm. from that, you can take a look at all your thoughts and ask, are these useful? Are these Uh, realities that I want to create and entertain. And from those thoughts, you can say, yes, indeed, I want to believe my relationship is getting better. I want to believe that I'm open to big, new, creative possibilities for healing or expansive abundance and wealth. Once you determine the thoughts you want to believe, then you can practice thinking them in order to create the beliefs. But it's not your job to think, is it a thought or is it a belief? All thoughts will become a belief if we find enough evidence for them and we go on autopilot enough to not really put our attention on them. So then frame this. Um, I tend to, when like things happen recently, I tend to focus on everything's working out for me. Everything's working on my behalf. It would be pretty hard to say that's a fact because I don't think you can prove that in the court of law that everything's working out for me. No, it's just a belief. It is a belief. It's just a belief based on a thought you kept on thinking and practicing. But that's my go-to though. Like when when I'm in this trench or whatever you want to call it where I feel like I'm in a funk, Mm -hmm. I always go to that because that feels good and that feels right. Like Mm -hmm. it feels true. I believe that. Mm -hmm. And there's tons of evidence now that we're out of the fog, it is working out for us. There are definitely things that made us better out of there but can't you see how Mm -hmm. that belief we both were practicing it but somewhere deep down we didn't believe it that's yeah that's probably the end we didn't fully believe it with every fiber of our being instead there was a scarcity Mm. there was a a lack of faith Mm -hmm. there was something blocking us from that knowing 
Because if we fully believed it, if we fully trusted that, that belief, then I think we wouldn't have had the aftermath of, of stress or concern or worry, but that's also okay. hundred percent. It's not to say that yeah. we're, we're going to be perfect with these beliefs, but we do know there's certain thoughts we can think that will provide relief. And there's certain, certain thoughts that we will think that create scarcity and fear and worry. And, and this concept that you're not ever going to have contrast is not true. I don't believe that. I right. don't believe that we're going to I don't think it'd be a fun world to live and everything works out perfectly. Like you need that contrast to kind of guide you and hone in more on what you want. Right. I think it's just cool to have that awareness of, mm-hmm. am I thinking and believing these thoughts that are making this situation better or worse? Because that is our the power of our mind. Or it's so liberating to say, actually, I can change my belief. I don't, just because I grew up that way, I was taught that because I have experience that this is true, that I believe it. It doesn't, it's not permanent. Yeah. I think we should talk about some ways to shift beliefs if that's something you're interested in. Uh, But let's quickly take a break to thank our sponsor for the week, which is Lifted's newest product, Micro Melatonin, a low-dose 100 microgram melatonin supplement designed for sleep, health, and healing. We were very thrilled that our first review for this podcast, no, for this product, (laughs) thank you, rolled in. And so I'd like to share that with you today. It was a five-star review saying that they love this product and this company. I suffer from insomnia, finally getting to sleep and then waking up at various hours of the night and not being able to get back to sleep. Every single time I take one of these capsules, oh my gosh, I'm struggling. Every time I take one of these capsules, I fall asleep and do not wake up until the next morning. Additionally, I don't wake up foggy or groggy, which always happens with any other sleep aid. Very grateful for the microdose. It's working for me. Plus, this company is great. Quick shipping that arrives earlier than expected and quick responses for questions and even follow up to make sure things are good. Highly recommend. The end. I was struggling to read that. I even like reading and generally can do well with it. What is my belief? My belief about reading is that I'm generally good at it, Mm -hmm. which leads to me being good at it. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. But every once in a while, something will trip up, like my words just now. Mm-hmm. What do I make that mean? Do I suddenly start to create a new belief that I'm not good at reading? And when I read, I fumble on my words, and it's uncomfortable and embarrassing. It must mean I'm a cotton-headed nanny muggins, and I don't know what I'm doing. Do you see how slowly one encounter with something that doesn't go perfectly smoothly might create a new belief, and that belief might not serve you? It reminds me of a talk I used to give where I said, I want you to imagine I'm a nine-year-old girl in the backseat and I'm singing along my favorite song on the radio. I saw the sun <laughs> and opened up my eyes. And then all of a sudden, um, a parent in the front seat says, would you stop singing? Your singing voice is terrible and it's giving me a headache. Now, the truth of the story is both my parents were very encouraging of my singing voice, maybe a little too encouraging because I was like, man, I'm going to be a singer someday. Um, but that started my belief about myself and my singing voice just like I have beliefs about my handwriting or my math skills or even my reading skills excuse me now that's not to say that any of these beliefs though they were formulated in childhood cannot be altered shifted or upgraded in adulthood it's just bringing attention to when they started I definitely have stories about my reading and my writing and my math and yeah, on the converse, I have stories of like, I was told I wasn't a good reader and 
I am dyslexic, if that's even a real thing. I mean, I know it's a real thing, but if that's a real, uh, what do you call you were it? Never, you were never formally diagnosed with it, right? You were just told, I think you read funny and backwards. But you've lived with me for 20 years, as you explained. And you sometimes read I, a little funny and backwards. <laughs> definitely dyslexic. Um, then why'd you say, I don't know if it's a real thing? Like, I know it's a real thing. I don't know if it's a real diagnosis. Like I haven't. I think it is, been, but you haven't been. I have not been diagnosed with it. Yeah, but. all the things I was listing off, just to be clear: singing, reading, writing. I have beliefs about them. Some of them are useful, and some of them are not as useful. So my belief from that was that I cannot read well. That, and through high school, I don't think I think I read two books. I was telling our son that, and he's like, really? "Yeah, he hard time believing that." He didn't believe me. Like, yeah, I have. I think I read two books through high school. I read *Lord of the Flies*, and I claimed I read *Drapes of Wrath* until. My teacher reminded me that it's 900 pages, and there's no way I read that in a week or something. Anyway, <laughs> in the so, weekend. <laughs> on a weekend, yeah. Um, so I did watch the movie. That's how I knew. That's how I passed the. the anyway, um, I had the belief that I, I can't read. And at one point, there was a book that really interested me. And I'm like, screw it. I'm just going to spend. If it takes me a year to read it, I'm going to read it because I really want to read this book. Mm -hmm. And after that, I kind of fell in love with books. And then I think now I read. I'm always reading a book, yeah, which is kind of weird. Few book, a few books a month or even, yeah. yeah. It, it takes depends. me a while to read them, but still, I, I still read them. Yeah. And that belief is gone that I can't read or that I'll never be able to finish a book. Like, right. That belief's gone. So I think it's about kind of baby stepping it. You kind of went from, I can't read to, well, I can't read that well, but I still want to read. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not a super fast reader, but... At least I'm reading some pages. I'm getting something from it. Yeah. Then... I'm not the fastest reader, but I am getting better. So it's not about just going from, I'm the best reader that ever was. I'm the best mathematician. I'm the best whatever. Yeah. The point is that I had this belief for a long time and mm -hmm. I was able to undo it and have a new belief. Yeah. And that, you... that was the point of the story. And I think you did it through finding new evidence. Yeah. So whatever we currently believe we have evidence for, mm -hmm. and we have this thing called a cognitive bias, which means we will find evidence for what we want to believe, which is how you have a country of certain people that believe one side of a political mm -hmm. party and a whole nother side that believe mm -hmm. almost everything the opposite. And it's like, how do you continue to be so divided? And it's like, well, you find evidence for what you want to believe. Yeah. Um, it's not about like, well, let me go over here and see, like put myself in their shoes and see how I feel like it. That's just not how we're wired. I think it's possible, but it's not natural for us. And so that's how you have so many people that believe such opposing things. And that's how, we can say, well, it's not necessarily just true. It's true for you. And this person has lived a very different experience, has a different level of consciousness, a different level of all these different things than you do, mm -hmm. believe something very, very different. But on the other hand, if you want to shift your belief about anything, let's take the most basic belief, one of the most important, important beliefs, um, in my opinion, and Albert Einstein's, I think. It, it's something along the lines of, you need to ask yourself, is the universe friendly? Hmm. It's one of the most important questions and your answer to this question will determine how you live your life. And so if you're in a place where you're starting to question if the universe is friendly because people seem to be getting snarkier and ruder and nasty, nastier and angrier, and that's what you find evidence for. And you'll continue to find evidence for it because that's the way our beliefs work. So 
if you want to believe that the universe is friendly, then first you, you look for evidence of that. There's so much good. Look how much good there is. There's beautiful things happening. People like to help people. I like to help people. We help each other. And you look for the, the belief that you want to create. Just like I'm becoming a better reader. I'm committed to reading daily. I will get better with practice. Practice makes the master. All of these thoughts are evidence for the new belief that you may want to create. And so I think that if you find yourself in a bit of a funk or a slump, like we maybe did, and we found that are some hard balls coming our way, we started to believe everything we were thinking and they weren't useful thoughts. So instead it's time to shift that. It's time to say, what do I want to believe about this? That this is happening for me and that I'm attaching myself to the struggle or to the suffering. Instead I can attach myself to the good that I can do basically reach for a better feeling thought and practice it. And I think that's how we shift ourselves out of a belief that maybe isn't useful for us. Very good. <laughs> that's a wrap. <laughs> um, anyway, so like I said, this episode was very much based on our experience with some difficult situations. We're not at all saying that we've got this totally figured out. However, we were quickly able to bring some awareness to this and see all the ways that we were um, kind of clinging to our own suffering. And so we are recommitting and that's kind of what it's about for us is like, okay, this is just a reminder. It's a restart here to um, be very clear about what we want to create and what we want to give our attention to because the power of belief is a very real thing. We appreciate your time. We hope you enjoyed the show. We'll see you next week on The Lifted Life.